You're listening to the Biz Booster Podcast, a podcast for future multi-seven-figure entrepreneurs. Here, we strip down marketing to the basics and help even the newest CEO elevate and automate their marketing strategy. I'm your host, Nina Blom, CEO and founder of Blom Social Co., a digital marketing agency for women-led brands and businesses. Put on those headphones and let's jump into today's episode. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Biz Booster Podcast. This is Nina here, your host. I'm so excited today because I have been really feeling uninspired here lately, and I didn't start to get my inspiration back. You know, I've been in this rut of like (laughs) work, blocking off time in my calendar and just moving through, you know, working within Blom Social Co., my digital marketing agency. And, um, you know, we've hired new team members and I've just been really engulfing myself (laughs) and being the workaholic that I am behind the scenes. I've been rebuilding structures and, um, SOPs and so many different, I guess you could say like back end pieces of my business. And I think I was doing that because I was in search of some more inspiration. So. I started to dive into some client work and one of our clients, she has our social media management and launch support package. And we were working through a new funnel for a new project that she's working on. And I have never been more inspired in my life. I feel like (laughs) Um, sometimes it just takes that one like project that you're super passionate about. I got a whole bunch of new ideas for funnels and I thought I would come on here and talk a little bit more about marketing and marketing funnels because our last episode, we went through like the basics of marketing funnels. So funnels 101, if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say funnels, go back and listen to our last episode and start there. So you kind of understand the structure of a funnel, what you should be doing, all of those things. But for right now, we're going to dive into actually a pretty universally applicable, I guess, I'm not using the correct words right now, a pretty standard funnel that you can utilize and then customize as you go. If you're doing this as a service provider for your clients, or if you are a coach or course creator or online service provider that is wanting to build funnels for yourself or even selling digital or physical products, this is a pretty like foolproof strategy that you can use when it comes to funneling in your ideal client and increasing sales and increasing revenue and income and all the other terms that you would use for making money. So without me dragging this intro out any longer, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Okay. So when we think about funnels, again, in the last episode, we talked a lot about the basics of a marketing funnel. So I'm not really going to go through that. I highly encourage you to go listen to that and get familiar with what a funnel looks like, but really try to imagine a literal cone funnel that you would use to put like oil into your car. (laughs) And the top is pretty wide. That is where we do our attraction marketing And we'll just think of it as like an upside down triangle, right? So the top um, is where we're going to attract as many new leads and as many new eyes as we can onto our social media, onto our website, wherever you're wanting to bring in traffic. That's where we're going to use those attraction marketing strategies. And because I specialize in doing this through social media, that is going to be the realm that I speak from. But you can also apply some of the things that I'm saying, obviously, to your website or to your shop or your Etsy shop or wherever you are selling things to make money. 
But when we chat about social media, attraction marketing is utilizing specific pieces of content and not really going out and doing like lead generation and trying to message a bunch of people or even you cold message people. Hopefully everyone that's here is like, yuck, we don't do cold calling, cold DMing, cold selling in any way. I know that it works for some people. I know that it's a strategy that is still used. I know it is something that other marketing gurus would consider foundational or sales. Anyone that works in sales would also consider this like foundational, but attraction marketing is a little bit different. So we are still doing the same concept of what we do um, when we are cold DMing um, people or cold calling people. which is the idea of it is to bring in new leads, right? So the purpose of attraction marketing is the exact same. But when it comes to attraction marketing, we are going to create content or put things out wherever we're putting things out um, in a way that is going to attract new leads, new eyes, what have you, new audience members to our page in a way that doesn't directly say, I'm trying to sell you something, right? Because we want to build a community, even if let's say 50 to 75% of the people that you bring in with, let's say a TikTok video that went viral. Okay. Let's say I got a million or 2 million views and you know, that's kind of unheard of for maybe you have a smaller account, right? So that would be viral for you. A video going viral for someone with a smaller or larger audience is going to look different, but for easy math and numbers sake, let's just say that it went viral. It got a million views. Let's say 75% of those people that saw that video and followed you to continue to get more content from you, right? That you have attracted to your page and they stayed and they became part of your loyal group of audience members. Even if 75% of those people don't buy your product right away, that is still a successful like attraction marketing campaign, right? Or a successful piece of your attraction marketing campaign. If we're just talking about one single video, but here is where it gets a little bit complicated. There's a lot of different ways that you can sell products, right? You can hard launch, you can soft launch, um, you can have like evergreen or open enrollment, different kinds of offers or products, right? Digital products that you use. And you're going to use a different kind of attraction marketing and overall marketing strategy for each of these different kinds of products that you're selling. But again, I'm going to make this a very simplistic version of explaining this. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to me over on Instagram. Um, if you're working through a funnel or you need help with that, it is at Blom Social Co. And I'm always there to answer questions in the DMs if you want me to look at your business a little bit more. If you have any more questions about that, you can submit a written question. I'm going to leave the link below in the show notes for you to submit a written question so I can get a deeper look into what your business actually looks like right now and help you decide on a different course or a more elaborate course rather for your specific funnel for your specific product or offer or launch that you're moving into. But again, we're going to keep it simple for the podcast because I want this to be as digestible for the even the newest CEO, right? But Again, so let's say that you're going to do a hard launch on a product and this just means that you have a warm-up campaign, right? And for me, typically warm-up campaigns last about two weeks where I'm just doing a combination of attraction marketing tactics, visibility tactics, right? Those kind of go hand in hand and nurturing tactics within either my audience or my clients' audiences. All of the content that we put out during that time on social media specifically, right? We're talking about a social media campaign. That's what my expertise are in. (laughs) All that content is going to, in some way, shape, or form, relate to either a problem or an ideal outcome of 
what could happen if you either don't <laughs> purchase or, um, and that would be pain point marketing or pleasure point marketing would be, you know, what would happen if you do what your life is going to look like if you purchase this specific course program digital product, physical product, what have you, right? So that attraction marketing, visibility tactic and nurturing sequence, right? Is what I like to call a warm-up campaign. And we usually take two weeks on social media to dedicate to that. Also behind the scenes, we're doing two weeks of nurturing emails through email marketing, obviously. You can take this a step further. And if you have a blog, you can um, also, you know, put blog posts out that are also part of this like warm-up campaign. Um, and you can repurpose those onto your social media. You can repurpose it to Pinterest, all those things. So two weeks of warming your audience up. Now you have a warm group of nurtured, either, I like to say cool leads, um, not cold leads, because cold leads means that they just like have no idea what the heck you're doing. But I say cool to like lukewarm, maybe even warm leads now. And you have used those two weeks to warm them up. You may even have a group of hot leads sprinkled in there, depending on like how long they've been in your audience and if they've purchased from you before, if they haven't, if they've been, you know, referred to you, if they've heard or are friends with someone that has worked with you, right? It looks different for everyone. I'm not going to sit here and try to dissect um, <laughs> the human brain for you. But we now have a group of like, let's just say overall lukewarm to warm leads inside of your audience through this warm-up campaign. The next piece of this quote-unquote hard launch, and I'm going to leave the definition for what the difference between a soft launch, hard launch, and then just like a regular evergreen campaign is in the show notes. So don't worry if you're confused, just head down there. <laughs> um, but again, we've got this warm-up campaign, and then we're going to start moving into either our problem awareness content, where we are making our ideal client for this specific offer or product aware of a problem that our product specifically solves. So if you are selling a course on how to <laughs> design a website, and let's just say it is on WordPress. So you are teaching or you're educating your audience on how to design a WordPress website or become a WordPress web designer. If this is the case, you can, during this problem awareness phase, which I like to spend about a week, five days to seven days in, where I'm making my audience aware of a specific problem, all of that content needs to lead back to like the problems that your course actually solves. If you're selling a physical product like soap, um, and let's say that it's vegan, cruelty-free, you know, like there's no like waste, then you need to be creating content around like all of the problems that this specific soap will solve for the people that purchase it. You shouldn't be talking about like natural products in general, or just why you need to use soap in general, <laughs> right? Be very specific. What problem does my offer solve? How does it solve it? And why does my ideal client need it? All of these things, once you know that, you are ready for your problem awareness phase, and that is the kind of content that you're going to put out there. Then we're going to move into, back kind of into like a nurturing, but almost more trust building phase of our hard launch, where we're going to educate and we're going to build trust with the remaining cool to cold leads that maybe missed the warm-up campaign, right? Because we should be utilizing attraction marketing. So 
with the way that social media is working now on TikTok, you know, your vid- videos are on the For You page for more than just, you know, a day. So if something happens to get pushed back out there, you're bringing in new audience members. Maybe you are doing lead generation, like manual inbound and outbound lead generation as well, on top of everything that we also just talked about, on top of attraction marketing and visibility tactics. And you're bringing in new people consistently, right? That would be ideal. Those people are cold. So we're going to kind of build trust with them. And then they can obviously also go back and see all the other content that we put out there. But during this time, you're going to educate. And I would even recommend educating through video content that is more, I guess, evergreen, something that is not going to just get put out. Like, for example, I wouldn't go live and then on Instagram and then repost that live in a way of educating people as like my main strategy. That is a very, very, very good thing to do. I'm not saying you should not do that during this time, but I'm saying that should not be your main source of educational content in long form video. I think that you should utilize reels on Instagram, idea pins on Pinterest, TikTok videos, right? Things that are going to get pushed out so that way you can mesh building trust and educating your audience on a specific topic. Again, that relates directly back to the offer product, whatever you're selling. But I would definitely do this through video content that is also going to help you with the attraction marketing portion of things, right? This is how we're going to consistently funnel in new eyes onto our page. Then again, we're also doing this through email. So I'm telling you how to do this on social media. Keep in mind that you should be doing this everywhere. If you have a platform, you have a larger blog platform than you do on freaking Instagram, then utilize that blog. Don't just do everything that I'm saying step-by-step because I, again, unless you submit a written question, don't know exactly what your business structure looks like, what's working well for you, where people are finding you, how people are, you know, have been traditionally coming to purchase from you if you're already making sales in your business, right? So same thing with your website, right? Blog, email marketing as well. So again, we did the attraction marketing um, and warm-up phase. We're email marketing in the background, right? We're doing the same thing for problem awareness content. Then as we're educating, we're giving some helpful hints, some tips and tricks. We're building trust with our audience and we're helping them out in a way that will say, hey, if you're struggling with this, this is something that you should try or here's how you fix that. And if you want to take it to the next level or move into the next milestone of whatever you're trying to do, here is the next phase, right? And that is going to be selling. And this is where we're going to do hard sales content and really pushing our product. This might even be where you're going to start using your paid advertising, but we're going to be really selling. And so this is what a marketing campaign on social media specifically, like I've been saying, would look like. But if you listen to last month's episode where we talked about the structure of a funnel, of a marketing funnel, you also know that this is also the beginning part of moving into the conversion phase of a funnel. So attraction marketing... Obviously, this is the awareness building phase of the funnel. People are becoming aware of your brand, your business through that warm up phase. And obviously also through those visibility tactics and those attraction marketing tactics. Then we're moving into the consideration phase. And that's where that problem awareness and that trust building content comes in. We're getting people to consider either working with us, consider our brand as something that they might be interested in, right? Or even starting to introduce them to our product. And then we're going to sell. And this is where we're going to move into the conversion phase. Now, I'm going to have an entire episode dedicated to selling and how to create solid sales content that actually converts. Um, And obviously a lot of this has to do with 
funnels and what you do before you sell. But a lot of times I've had clients in the past come to me and say that, you know, that before they started working with us, they would have so much engagement and so many like people coming in through their attraction marketing tactics. And basically like when they're in the awareness phase of their funnel and they're trying to build awareness around their brand, it works well, people are engaging. But as soon as they kind of move towards the consideration phase, people fall off and then they're really struggling to convert when it comes to, or I'm sorry, the consideration phase, but they're really struggling to convert um, when it comes to actually having to sell and convert paying clients, paying customers, etc. And so when we talk about sales content, I'm going to create an entire episode around how to actually convert through your sales content and not just throw up a bunch of pictures of your product and say, hey, this is out now. <laughs> Go buy it. Because even though even if you put more intention behind that post, a lot of times that's what it can come across as to your audience. A lot of times there is some foundational things about the way that your messaging is structured that can throw people off and put a halt on your conversions. So again, we're going to talk about sales content in a different episode. But once you've started moving through your selling phase, you can make this phase as long as you want. If this is something that's like a program, obviously I would sell those spots in your program until they're gone or until the program is set to start. So, you know, if you are launching and that sales phase is two weeks from when the doors to your program open and you are going to start your first day, I would sell all the way up until the day before that program and get people inside or even the day of, right? So with that being said, once you've started to convert people and people are really considering they're at your checkout page, they're getting ready to buy that digital or physical product, or they're getting ready to sign that contract for that high ticket program that you have, or they're getting ready to buy your course, whatever it is, whatever you're selling, this is where we can kind of get creative and we can start to upsell and downsell. So I'm going to give a couple of different examples to diversify your sales, diversify your income, When it comes to upselling and downselling, people, when they think of downselling, you know, they may think it's a bad thing, especially in the beginning stages of your business. But if someone has really considered working with you or buying your product, and maybe they've gotten to that point and they're really, really, really wanting to, but let's say they're not in the financial position or they're just really scared and they're not ready to take that step and actually convert, downsells can be really helpful because they can be that buffer between, okay, maybe they're not ready for this specific program if you're a coach, right? So maybe I can give them a more lower ticket offer of mine. And that is where that would come in, right? Where it will still help them with something surrounding the issue that the program that you're actually trying to sell or launch during that specific time would do. But, you know, it's a little bit easier for them to digest. So that's where downsells would come in. So let's say they're on your checkout page and they're like, oh, (laughs) $10,000. That's a lot. And again, we're just doing this for easy math purposes. That's a lot. I was really more, you know, considering a 5K to 7K investment. I'm not necessarily ready for that. I know that investing in things is is a risk. And, you know, they're going through all the things. And it's not that they don't want to work with you. It's It's a completely different thing right? They've moved all the way through your funnel. They really are, they're there, they're getting ready to buy, but something outside of you being you and them trusting you is holding them back. So there could be a downsell button at the end of your checkout page. So instead of just having them check out and then have nowhere to go at the end of the checkout page, you can put, Hey, not quite ready for this yet. This has been something that has changed the game for so many of my clients' businesses. And nobody wants to do this because they're like, well, 
I'm trying to funnel into the specific program, but if you have a, if you're a coach, for example, and you have a signature program that you are selling, but you have a course that is like maybe the step prior. When we talk about product suites, I can talk about product suites all day long. <laughs> if you want to know more about product suites, you can head over to my Instagram. I have so much content around like building a solid product suite, but Within your product suite, if this is one of your like more mid to high ticket programs, I guarantee you you have a course or a lower ticket program or digital download or something that could help them if they're not quite ready to make that mid to high ticket investment. And once I have started implementing this in my clients' businesses, they have not only boosted the amount of sales that they make, so maybe they're not selling slots to the specific program. Not every single person that's converting is going into this program, right? But they're still making sales and with that comes client retention. And that is something that I want to really harp on when it comes to funnels. For me personally, I client experience, number one, but client retention is always at the front of my mind when I'm building funnels for myself or for my clients. So (laughs) we want to retain clients. And so if they're not ready to move into a program, we don't want them to go to someone else or go to a not saying that we don't want them to. If they're a better fit for someone else, that's fine. But for us as a business owner, if we know that we can help them, we're like, we don't want to lose them in just because they have a pricing objection or something like that. And I also have an episode about pricing objections coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. If you're struggling with closing sales, maybe in the DMs, a lot of people are objecting to the price point of your products or services. We're going to talk all about how to handle those objections. But if it is something that they cannot get through and it's not just a mindset thing, and there's a lot of other different factors, but we want to be able to still keep them in our loop. And so we're going to down some, sell them into something that is considerably going to help them. And then once they've moved through that, maybe that specific offer that you have helped them make more sales, depends on what you do. And, or maybe it just helped them build the amount of trust they needed to be ready to move forward into that next thing. So again, I'm rambling here, but once I started implementing this into my clients' businesses, it has helped them so much because even though they were selling something maybe a little bit less expensive or a little bit different that they were downselling during a specific launch to, those clients ended up moving into that program so much more easily. And I've had clients sell out their launches before pre-sale even ended because they're filling in spots from returning clients before people that are you know new to their audience are even able to get in it. And that is how we build up wait lists and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. <laughs> so client and retention is super important. So downselling is okay. It is okay for you to do it. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Everyone's going to have their own opinion. If you want to look at a different perspective on this, on someone that disagrees, I highly recommend that you weigh the pros and cons, but I'm just speaking from what has worked for me and what has worked for my clients. Downsell buttons freaking work. They just work a little bit differently and they can be scary when you're not used to saying, hey, there's an offer that you could go into that's not this direct thing that might cost you a little bit less money, (laughs) right? So anyways, and then we move into upsell buttons. So you can utilize add-ons. So if you're selling a mid to high ticket digital course and you know maybe you have different resources and worksheets and, and templates or... I don't know, a membership or something that you want to funnel these people into to get additional help or, you know, to be able to achieve whatever result they are trying to get out of purchasing the course that you're selling in the first place, right? And I'm using a course as an example. If those 
add-ons are going to help them achieve that goal even faster, easier, if it's a different formula, um, if it's an extra thing on top of what's inside of the course, all these different add-ons can be upsells. And so you are, let's say you're selling a set of templates, and then you're also going to sell a set of scripts, and then you're going to sell a set of resources. Maybe you're going to have a bonus course. Maybe you're going to add on an extra like one-on-one call with you at the end of this course for X amount of money. Those can all be upsell buttons. And once you can structure this many different ways, but one of the ways that I like to do this to not scare people off is the first upsell. If someone opts in for that and they either turn the button on or they click it or they add it to their cart or however your checkout cart works, then Hey, before you go, you get that little pop-up. It's like, hey, would you like to add this back on? And you're giving your this person, this lead, the opportunity to choose and almost customize their experience, which is why upselling with add-ons works so well. And then they're getting more and more and more out of this product that you're selling, whatever it is, program, course, digital product, physical product, whatever they're getting out of it. And an example for physical products, because if you're here and you're like, I've got an e-commerce business, I don't know what the heck like I'm here for because I don't know what she's talking about when it comes to these add-ons. This could be like when you look at Amazon, <laughs> Amazon does this really well, is if you buy like, let's say a desk, you've been searching home office setup and you buy a specific desk. If you scroll right underneath the add to cart button, I think you have to scroll a little bit. You see like, oh, these are also often purchased with this exact desk. And it's like the perfect accessory to go with whatever product that you're about, you're about to add to your cart. Maybe it's extra batteries for something. I don't know. It's things like that, where you would give them an option to add more things to their cart. That is all I'm talking about. It's easier for me because I work with service-based business owners. I'm a service-based business owner. But for digital and physical products, this also works really, really well. Or if let's say you're selling something like a skincare line, this could also be really, really helpful if you want to upsell into maybe a larger size for a discount. So maybe like if you upgrade your size of this bottle, you know, you get an extra 10% off plus a free gift. I don't know. Something like that um, also works really well, but that's a different kind of upsell. Anyways, moving back into add-ons, then you can also start to bundle things. So that's another different kind of like upsell that you can move into. So if they are ready to purchase this course, maybe they can bundle the course and a bunch of these add-ons for, you know, a discounted price, or maybe they can purchase this course and bundle it with a more, if you're a coach, for example, with your boxer support, and maybe they get, they turn it into like a course and like group or one-on-one program hybrid. So maybe they'll get group calls. Maybe you upsell into a membership, right? (laughs) Where if you're inside of the course and you have the membership, you can also, maybe there's like an extra portal for them in there, or that's where they'll be able to get that one-on-one attention from you plus extra lessons, whatever you do inside of that membership, you can upsell also into that membership. So now you've sold a digital course and you've now funneled them into an evergreen offer on a subscription basis and funneled them into your membership as well. Whoo, that was a lot, I know. Funnels can be so awesome. Again, I don't wanna go into like super deep detail. I'm sure there will be another episode out where I walk you through something specific, but let's just go over everything from start to finish in a very simplistic way. So that way you understand how to either build funnels for yourself or for someone else. Or when you look at a marketing strategy, If you are trying to market your business, um, you can look at this and kind of either 
deconstruct or reconstruct to fit your business needs from start to finish. So we're going to start off with a warm-up campaign um, mixed in with some attraction marketing and visibility tactics. This is going to bring in new eyes onto your page and it's going to warm up your new and existing leads and audience members to a specific thing that you're selling, right? All that content should be somehow related to a problem that your offer or your product solves. We're going to warm our audience up to that for about two weeks. This is just my strategy. You can do it for 10 weeks. You can do it for a year. I wouldn't recommend that. You can do it for one week, depending on how warm your audience already is, depending on like what kind of trust you've built with your community, um, how well known you are in your industry. It all depends. After that warm-up phase, we're going to move into the problem awareness phase. This is so that way we are making your audience aware of a problem, again, that your offer specifically solves. After that problem awareness phase, we're going to start building trust and we're going to start educating and helping. We're not just going to say, hey, you have a problem during that problem awareness phase and then say, buy my product. We're going to say, here's a couple of ways that you can solve it. But if you want to take this to the next level, then we're going to move into the selling phase. We're going to actually sell, hard sell our products. And we're going to talk about it in our stories. We're going to make TikTok videos. Our All of our call to actions are going to be to join this specific program or buy this product. That is what I mean by sales content. It's so much deeper than that. Like I said, we're going to have a different episode on that. Um, and then after the sales phase, we're going to move into upselling and downselling. And then we get to start it all over again. So everyone that now comes out of whoever converted, everyone that now comes out of that should now be moved into a warm-up phase, whether it's through email marketing, even on social media, to move into the next piece of your product or offer suite. So if I just sold a mid-ticket course and the next step ideally for anyone that has completed this course would be to move into my high-ticket group program or one-on-one program, I'm going to start warming up everyone that has completed this course and moving them into a warm-up phase for that specific offer. And that is how we boost client retention. That is how we build up a community of loyal buyers. That's how we build trust and that's how we get people to refer us. There's so many different things that this benefits, but this is the power of funnels. Again, you can apply this if you're not trying to boost traffic to your social media and you really want people to land on your website and you don't want to be as hands-on, you can still do the same thing through blogs. You can still do the same thing through Pinterest content. So many different ways that you can do that. Again, I want to look at your business in a more specific way. It's really hard to build funnels when obviously like... There's so many funnel templates out there that you can utilize and kind of apply to your business no matter what you're selling. But if you really want to create a funnel that works and get some insight in what that process would look like for you and how and where you should start and some resources, again, you can submit a written question to me. The link for that will be down below. Literally, you will just fill out a form. You'll put your question in there and then I will respond to you with written. Um, But also I will have examples and I probably, a lot of times I go overboard and I create a whole like presentation of what I would do if I were you. Um, And you will get a video explaining all of that as well. If you are looking for some extra guidance, that link will be down below for you to be able to do that. But again, I have to look into your business as an individual before I can speak on that. So with that being said, I hope you guys learned a little bit of something when it comes to creating funnels 
So again, even if you are the newest CEO and you have no idea what funnels are, go listen to the last episode, come back, listen all the way through to this episode again, just to make sure that you're super clear. And then you're more than welcome to submit a written question. Um, if you just have want to clarify something really specific about something that I said, um, something small, you can definitely reach out to me over on Instagram at Blom Social Co. And I'd be more than happy to help anybody that is looking to start implementing funnels in their business. It's such a highly, highly valuable marketing tool. It's one of the most basic frameworks, but a lot of times when we are starting our business, especially if we're in a more unregulated industry, it can be something that we are overlooking because when you first enter the online space, no matter what you're doing and what capacity, no matter what you're selling, everyone just tells you, get started, get started, get started. And we can leave out a lot of different things, you know, posting a TikTok video of you creating something or behind the scenes of you working sometimes isn't always going to do the trick and it does take a little bit of strategy. So here's some words of encouragement for you. You've got this. Funnels are very, very, very scary looking and sounding, but as soon as you start to build them, you will understand how simple it can actually be and how repeatable these funnels are. So once you do it once, you do it over and over and over, and it's so easy to perfect after a while. Again, whether you're building them for yourself or if you're here to learn how to build a funnel for someone else. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you all in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biz Booster Podcast. Make sure to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. And for more free content and guidance on your journey to building your dream business, please make sure to go follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Blom Social Co. And don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Booster Podcast. For more resources and full show notes, visit ninabvirtually.com slash podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode.